My business used to be weighed down by the complexities of in-person payments. Then, Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe came along and changed everything. With Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe, I streamlined my payment process effortlessly. Now I can accept in-person, contactless payments right from my iPhone. No extra hardware required. What's truly remarkable is how I can cater to all of my customers' payment preferences. Whether they're using cards, Apple Pay, or other digital wallets, Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe ensure a smooth checkout experience every time. And it's not just me. Stripe helps businesses of all sizes, from local markets to global retailers, scale quickly and stay agile. To learn how Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe can help grow your revenue and reach, visit stripe.com slash tap iPhone. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. This is it. The time has come. Saturday night's all right for fighting. Get in the ring and go the distance with Fight Night with Adam Catterall. You're better than that! On Talk Sport. You're listening to Fight Night on Talk Sport, and when there's a legend in town, we have to blag him to come in to Talk Sport for a little bit of a chinwag. Now, he's uh, attending the fight tonight, uh, watching a bit of Daniel Dubois. So yesterday, this is right, this is this really happened, you can see it on my social media. Yesterday, Sugar Shane Mosley, three-weight world champion, came to TalkSport Ch- Towers for a bit of a chinwag. Honestly, I was like a kid in a sweet shop. Proper fanboy moment for me, and he lived up to all the expectations. Thank you, listen. Sugar Shane Mosley, mm. welcome to the UK, welcome to TalkSport. How the devil are you? I'm doing great, man. Feeling good. Um, happy to be here. Um, I just got here, but I'm already enjoying myself. This it's, it's, it's great. We're going to talk about an illustrious career. Okay. We're going to talk about being inducted into the Hall of Fame, which I'm sure brings a massive smile to your face. <laughs> uh, and some of the moments that you were provided for British fight fans okay. that, again, they will 100% want to be talk- me to be talking to you about it because right. I remember... As a fight fan in the late 90s, early 2000s, getting mm. up in the early hours of the morning here in the UK with the time <laughs> difference and watching you fight in the likes of Oscar De La Hoya and obviously the mm. Floyd fight, yeah. the Margarito fight, the Pacquiao <laughs> fight, the Cotto <laughs> fight. We could go on and on and on and on. Yeah. But what I, what I want to start mm-hmm. is you as a young boy yeah. in Cali, starting out, doing your thing, because you mm. had an illustrious amateur career as well. If anybody checks yes. the resume, there's a lot of national championships on there, you know? Yeah, I won, uh, I started... Well, I won the first title when I first fought for the national championship in 1989, and I was number one in from in U- the U.S. from 89 to 92. I just fell short of the mm. Olympic, going to Olympics of the Vernon Forest, but I was still the number one guy all the time when the U.S. would go and dual meets with different uh, other countries. I was always the one representing yeah. the the country for the you know for the fighting. When you started, was the ambition 
to maybe go to the Olympics? Is that what you wanted to do? When I first started, yes, you know, I definitely wanted to go um, to Olympics. That was a big thing for my father. My father really wanted me to go to Olympics. Um, but, you know, it, it, it was a thing for me. But, uh, you know, I fell short. And I'm like, you know what? I learned my lesson. I, I said to myself, I'm not going to lose by the judges. I'm going to knock everybody out. And I went on a rampage of just knocking out people. I mean, before I lost my first fight, I was 38 no, with 35 knockouts. Yeah. <laughs> was yeah. Would you say then that your style, even though you had such an illustrious amateur career, mm -hmm. that your style of fighting was more suited to the professional game than the amateur game? I believe so. I think that growing up in California, you know, you have you have a lot of the Mexican fighters and a lot of the I grew up around a lot of um Mexican fighters that did a lot of body shots and, you know, and headshots and really wanted to mix it up. So, um being that I was able to box really good, yeah. I was I was, I was really, uh willing to box really good, but I was also willing to sit there and fight as well. And I think that um coming up as a lightweight when I go to like let's say to the east coast in the United States uh -huh. they would say oh, okay well when I get in the inside he's gonna have a problem so cause I boxed really well and they get in the inside and, and it was worse for him <laughs> they couldn't understand why so, come on I'm, I'm sparring with two world champions one Zach Padilla the other one was Gennaro Hernandez Chicanito both of them were world champions and I had to spar with both of them almost every day so I'm like the, the things you guys are doing to me are trying to do. I've seen it all before. I've seen it. So, I mean, every day in my sparring session, I see it. <laughs> you just mentioned there that you suffered your first defeat in your 39th fight. Now, you had 61 pro fights. Mm. And I could look down the list of mm. people that you have been in with at various weights. Obviously, you're a three-weight world champion yourself. Yeah. And there's not really, there's nobody. There's nobody missing from that resume. <laughs> you, you have been in with the very best of the best. Yeah, I want to go first of all to the first Oscar fight. Okay, because as soon as you walked in and we were setting the studio up, that's the first thing I, I talked to you about. Because <laughs> I remember as a, I think I'd just finished college and starting work uh, around two thousand, mm -hmm. and I saw you taking on Oscar, and it was one of those times where you're staying up in the middle of the night because yeah. everybody knew it was a super fight. Every, yeah. The championships were on the line. I think yeah. the Ring Magazine belt was on the line that yes. night as well. Yeah. You know, yes. so everybody knew that this is the best of the best. These yeah. are the best guys. Right, and. You watch that fight with your jaw just wide open because you guys just knocked the living daylights out of each other and provided so much joy and entertainment for the fans. Were you aware at the time of how big of a deal that fight was? Not just necessarily for you, but for, for fans worldwide. I didn't really realize how big it was worldwide, but I knew it was a big thing in California because, you know, Oscar's from California as well. He's from East L.A. and I'm from Pomona. So we actually fought when we were kids when I was like 13 or 14 years old. I beat him then. So I actually have three wins on him. <laughs> but um, so it was a thing because everybody in California knew that this was like a real big fight yeah. because they seen us, they watch us both grow up. You know, it was a local derby. It was a, it was a local fight. So who's yeah. the king of California? Okay. You know that was the thing. And it what's what's funny is that even though I I was lightweight and he was welterweight, I actually on the Olympic team I actually was one thirty nine and he was one thirty two. So he was actually lighter than me going to the Olympics. Wow. Okay. So he kind of passed. He went thirty five, forty, forty seven quicker. Yeah. I had to 
I had to like uh, make a name for myself, if you will, at 35 first before I can start going up the ladder. Yeah. But when he was there, I was like, okay, well, we fought before. We're pretty much the same size. I knew that. A lot of people around the world didn't know that we was pretty much the same size. Let's get on. Let's see who's the best. Was, was he the reason why you decided to jump from 35 to 47 and, and skip 140? Because for those that don't know, you were lightweight yeah. champion and, yeah. in my opinion, one of the best <laughs> lightweights that has ever done it. Now, if you look Thank at you. the resume of the defenses, yeah. I think you had eight defenses at lightweight. Yes. You knocked every single guy out. Yes. And then right. you made the jump up to welterweight and then started knocking guys out at welterweight. But yeah. you skipped 140. Was the reason because the super fight was probably Oscar? It, there was a reason. It, it was it was Oscar. Um, you know, it was it, and it was so hard to make one thirty five. Yeah. And as an amateur, I fought at one forty, at one thirty nine, one forty. So that was let's say that's nineteen ninety one and ninety two. I'm fighting at one forty. Yeah. So I'm like, you know what? Oscar's forty seven. He's making it comfortably. Comfortably, I know. At 147, I'm going to be fast and strong. Maybe people won't really know, but it was a, it, I guess it was a shock to people because he was, at the time, I think he was pound for pound. Well, it was Roy Jones and then it was him. Yeah. Yeah. So don't, don't disregard yourself from that conversation, my man. You were no, in that, you were in that conversation as well. I was in the conversation, but I, I think they had me like maybe, you know, three or four or something like that under those two. Mm-hmm. Um, but then when I beat Oscar and then I think Roy lost, it was, I was a clear, you were clear the man. winner. Yeah, I was a clear man, winner. Yeah. You were the man. Yeah. Is, when you look at that fight against Oscar, is mm. I mean, you've gone on to yeah. have phen- phenomenal achievements in the game. Is is that the moment that you look back at with the most fondness in your, pre- in your professional career, that particular victory, that first one? Because if you think about it, not only was it a victory against Oscar De La Hoya and obviously yeah. claiming, like you just said, the pound-for-pound pound number one fighter in the world. Yeah. It was the opening night of the Staples Centre. When I say opening night, I mean it was the first boxing event. For, for sure, opening at, for boxing. At the Staples Centre. Yeah. You were the first main event, first man to win a main event at the Staples Centre. Yes. In Los Angeles, California, your home place. All yeah. those memories flooding into that. Yes. Is that your most fondest memories of pro? I believe so. That, that was the only time I remember when I entered the ring, the whole ringside, not just one side of the ring, but... Every part of the ring was like different, a different celebrity. Like it was, it was crazy. I was waving at everybody. It was like you know Denzel's over here, and you know Selma Hayek, and all those up, and then Jada Pickett and Will Smith and Jack Nicholson must have been there. He Jack, loves all that. Oh, oh yeah, he Jack loves Nicholson. it. Oh yeah, I see Jack at all the yeah. basketball games. He Lionel Richie, he must have been in there as well. Lionel's a big fan. Lionel, you probably had uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger <laughs> and, and and you know <laughs> yeah everybody there. You know what I'm saying? The Rocky. I mean. So they all were at the ringside, and then when I get in the ring, I'm jumping around. I'm like, "Wow, that's oh man, that's you know." I'm 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 pointing out different people, and they, and which is cool, is they knew who I am. Like, oh yeah, sugar, you know. They're they're someone root me on. I remember Selma Selma wasn't root me. Selma was going for an Oscar. Yeah, he was a popular character at the time. Yeah. He was a, he was a popular fight. A lot of people yeah. love what he was doing too. You know, that's what yeah. made that fight so beautiful because. Yeah. Of the 50-50 aspect of the fight, yeah. you were both extremely popular characters. Yeah, yeah. And you got it on. We're living in a time now Always where we're so on. frustrated about not seeing the best fight the best. Yes. And therefore, even back then, you could appreciate these guys are the best guys. But the, the, thing, the thing is, back then, and I think it kind of stopped in our, in our era, but back then, it was 
who's fighting the best fighter. Now that we got into this different um this different era where everybody wants to be undefeated. It's cool to be undefeated. Yeah. And you know, be undefeated as long as you can, but when you're doing it, fight all the best fighters at, at the right time, like the the best matchups. You know, you want to be the best. Yeah. Um, that was our mentality back then. Now it's a different mentality. Everybody wants that undefeated record. If they're not undefeated, they're like, oh, man, that I'm not uh, the best or I'm not good or pound for pound or whatever. You don't have to be undefeated to be um, the best or to be pound for pound. You know, there's mm. a lot of great guys. I mean, Manny Pacquiao is, you know, he lost a few, got knocked out cold a badly, couple of times, yeah. badly mm. a couple of times. But, I mean, right now, I mean, he's still at 40 or 41 years old. He's still something we can to reckon with you know you can't just beat Manny Pacquiao do you think that <laughs> attitude for for younger fighters the mo- the modern day younger fighter has come from obviously watching Floyd as a kid oh definitely definitely yeah watching Floyd and and, and the way Floyd promotes the, uh, I'm 50 and oh you know it's all on the O that's what he that's it's, what he's it's, selling yeah it's all about the O but it's not really about that you know it's it's really about the connection of the fight the only the only fight that I've missed that I, I wanted to get but I lost. I lost to Winky Wright. Actually, I was, I was supposed to fight. Um, I was supposed to fight Tills Trinidad. That was supposed to. That was the fight. I was supposed to fight. Was supposed That's to be, right. Yeah, was there was talk be, about Felix Trinidad. You, yes. you guys going at it, but yeah. then you, yeah, you fought Ronald Wright, didn't you? I fought Winky Wright, and then yeah, Winky, yeah. Winky beat me, and then he went on to beat um, yeah, Trinidad, Trinidad yeah. too as well. Yeah. So, but um, I think my fight was a little bit more closer. <laughs> um, yeah, absolutely. He could win either way, whatever. When I fought Winky, but when Winky fought, um, yeah, Trinidad, I think Winky really, yeah, you know, he outpointed him really good. <laughs> we just mentioned Floyd's name there. Obviously, you've been in with Floyd. Yeah. Talk to me about that second round, man. Because when you land on his chin and he's holding on, every every person <laughs> all over the world was going, "This is the moment. Yeah. This is the moment." This is about to get what, back down. <laughs> what was going through your head? What was going through my head? I, you know, when I was, it, it was only the second round, so I was thinking, you know, I'm gonna move around a little bit. I'm gonna try to set him up, and I'm gonna catch him with these good shots. Um, I think Floyd underestimated my hitting power, and and he underestimated the ability for me to be able to hit him. Yeah, because a lot of guys couldn't hit him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So when I hit him with the right hand, and I wobbled him, I was like, huh. I wobbled him with it because I didn't, it didn't feel like I threw it with all my might. I just kind of just threw it out there, you know, like yeah. threw a hard one, and I caught it around the chin. I thought, oh, okay. And then we're moving around some more, and then I caught him with another right hand. The second one's the, the second one. one. The second one, the second one, and he buckled it, almost went down to the ground. Well, he like, was he was hanging onto your arm. He was oh, for, as for soon, your life. For as soon life. as it went through, he was hanging onto the arm. I mean, if mm-hmm. your arm wasn't there, he probably would have touched down. Yeah, he would he would touch down. He thought, I, well. I heard through some of his friends that he said that he thought it was knocked out. He seemed nothing but black. He said, he said, I seemed black. And I thought that, you know, I was probably going to be knocked out, you know. And I thought the same thing. I said, okay. I hit him with the second shot. And we do a, do a couple punches. The bell rings. Ding. I'm like, ah. I said, it's only the second round. Yeah. I hit him with a shot. Like that. He's already getting ready to be knocked out. I'm going to knock him. I'm definitely knocking him out in the next round or the fourth round or something like that. And he proceeded to, you know, do his thing, move around, and he was more cautious. He started yeah. pulling me behind the head, you know, and started to hold it a little more, and then started, you know, using little tactics. And then my age starts showing up. <laughs> my age starts showing up, and his and his youth took over, and and you know, he outpointed me and won the fight from there. Did, but did, I but I was, 
but in the back of my head, I'm like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna get him. I'm gonna knock him out because he can't take my punch. He yeah. can't take the punch. But you know, he was able to get away. Did did his ring craft impress you that night? Because let's be honest, he knew that he was stung in the second round, and then his tactics themselves changed. I think it wasn't so much that his his ring. Uh, generalship impressed me or that much or was even that much more than Canelo's when I fought Canelo. It was just that I knew that my body couldn't yeah. do the I couldn't get to him anymore. I, and I knew I couldn't and it was, that was the frustrating part is because I said, oh man, if if I can just move and my reaction can be... That, if you, that, if you that, could be that lightweight again? If I can be, if I can be that lightweight again... He would definitely be knocked out. And I think that he even knew that. Like, it, it was in his head, like, oh, yeah, I got you. You're too old. Like, tap. Da, 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 da. Like, he just touched me up. Yeah. And I couldn't do anything because, you know, I had, you know, I had that, that, that thing where I couldn't. I think I was a little just older. I guess the age started catching up on me, you know. Talk to me about that because yeah. I mentioned 61 Pro Fights. Yeah. There have been 10 defeats in there. Yeah. I know that it says on the resume that there's one that didn't go the distance, but you weren't stopped, let's be honest. You pulled out with back spasms in the yeah, game yeah, against yeah. Mundine. Yeah, yeah. When you when you look at those defeats, do you put them all down to the age that you were at at that particular time? Because they all came, what were they, after your 39th fight or something, you know? Yeah. You, you, you'd, you'd, you'd been in with the very, very best. Yeah. And, he, and even like fighting Cotto, like when I fought Cotto, if you look at the stats and everything... You know, he beat me in jabs. I beat him throwing more power punches, and I threw 100 more punches than he did. Yeah. And beat him in power punches. Yeah. He beat me in throwing more jabs than me. Like, I don't know. It was kind of like a hometown favorite, even though it was a great fight, and I like and I respect Cotto's game. He, you know, he fought really good. but um, And then he turns around and he fights Margarito. Yeah. And then I fight Margarito. And you beat Margarito? I, I knocked Margarito out. But the thing, the difference... Did you see how he did that? Did you I, see how he did I, that I so nonchalant? He just went, yeah, but I knocked him out. <laughs> <laughs> see, the thing is, if you look at the both fights, and they say maybe because of uh, Margarito's... Um, Bloody gloves. He had, he had yeah, For those that don't know, he had plaster of Paris in his, in his uh, wraps. When he was trying to fight me. But if you, if you watch the fight, mm -hmm. both fights... You watch the first one with Margarito. Yeah, he, he messed up his face. Watch the second Cotto fight with Margarito. Yeah. His face was still a little messed up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It wasn't like it was a clean victory, you know, like like my like my fight. I mean, you're still pretty, man. You've... Yeah, when, 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 I fought him, when I fought him, I don't think he barely laid gloves on me. Yeah. You know, and and I got him out. You know, and that's the first time people don't know this either. That's the first time Margarito has been knocked out yep. ever. He's yeah, never yeah. been knocked out or stopped like that. Mm -hmm. Pacquiao broke his eye socket, and he's still coming. Yeah, he's never been you know counted out. What's sixty-one professional fights? Mm -hmm. What's your best performance? Oh man, that's hard to say. I mean, you've had a few. Come on. I mean, that's hard to say because I had a lot of I had a, a lot of great performances. I think at lightweight that people. Overlooked. Yeah, that are unfamiliar with because they, they maybe have seen you at welterweight and and, yeah. and and junior middle. Yeah, so there's a lot of fights there that I knew that I was because the bigger names, I suppose, were there. That's you know that what I mean. True, that too. I think that the biggest fight is probably gonna be the Margarito one because yeah. that's the one that was unsuspected for everybody. They thought I, I think I was the underdog like what seven to one or something like that. I was a big underdog, and it was like, oh, he's not gonna. They were, people were talking about um. Uh, concern for his, for Moses' health, you know, because of Margarito coming in, yeah. and knocking people out. So, um, 
mm, maybe Oscar De La Hoya, the first the one. The first one. Uh, th- that probably had that that set president that I that, was, that was arrived. Yeah, that's it. That for, for me <laughs> as a fan looking at it, that's the moment where you go. Here we go, man. Yeah. That's like the coming of age fight, you know? Don't get me wrong. The lightweight reign yeah. was... For the for the boxing hardcore, they knew about the lightweight reign. Yeah. But for everybody around the world that was maybe just a sports fan yeah. that dip in for the big fights, yeah. they see you do that to Oscar De La Hoya and put on a fight like that. That's yeah. the moment where everybody else goes, Okay. He's the guy. Yeah. He's, he's Yeah. And that's when they started giving me the sugar recognition even more. Because it was Sugar Robinson, Sugar Leonard. Like, oh, is he a real sugar? Could he, could he hold the name Sugar? But after that fight, I was like, okay, yeah, he deserves it. Stick with us, because he was that good. We did it twice. He's coming up again in a minute. Don't go anywhere. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a -a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. My business used to be weighed down by the complexities of in-person payments. Then, Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe came along and changed everything. With Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe, I streamlined my payment process effortlessly. Now I can accept in-person, contactless payments right from my iPhone. No extra hardware required. What's truly remarkable is how I can cater to all of my customers' payment preferences. Whether they're using cards, Apple Pay, or other digital wallets, Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe ensure a smooth checkout experience every time. And it's not just me. Stripe helps businesses of all sizes, from local markets to global retailers, scale quickly and stay agile. To learn how Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe can help grow your revenue and reach, visit stripe.com slash tap iPhone. This is Fight Night on TalkSport. I'm Adam Catterall. If you've only just joined us, this show is available as a podcast. Make sure you subscribe to us on a week-by-week basis. Therefore, you never miss out on any of the stellar guests that we bring you. Part one of Shane Mosley has already been on the show. You've missed it. He was brilliant. He was here for about 45 minutes. His wife kept ringing him during the interview because they wanted to go out for dinner. No, 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 son. Now I've got you in my studio. We've got to get chatting. The conversation continued. Take a listen. Who gave you the name? Who gave you the sugar name? You know what? It was when I was younger, when I was like nine or ten years old in the in the gym. Mm-hmm. I think it's because of Sugar Ray Leonard. Yeah. In nineteen in nineteen eighty, because I started in nineteen seventy nine, nineteen eighty, and I used to wear the little Sugar Ray Leonard gloves. So they just, so they just called me Sugar Shane in the gym. Like uh, 
Well, they were world champions. Richie Sandoval, Mike Weaver, you know, Hector Lopez. Yeah. You know, all these guys were in the, was in the same gym I was in. And I was the, the little guy, you know. Oh, this little sugar. Little, little sugar, sugar Shane. Sugar, little sugar Shane. So ever since I was 10 years old, from all the way into the end of my career. It works, man. It was Sugar Shane. It works. <laughs> when people like Buffer are ringing the name out, yeah. Sugar Shane Mosley, it just works. Um, what do you make of the current crop of lightweights? Because I've, I've 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 heaped a lot of praise on you and your lightweight reign. Yeah. If you're looking at the current crop of lightweights, that division seems extremely deep. We saw a, a new champion last week in Tiafimo Lopez. Okay. We've got obviously Vasil Lomachenko. That is, many would say he's the I main like man. I like Lomachenko. Yeah. When you when you look around those guys, and we may we might have Mikey Garcia coming back there. I know that he's nah. fighting at one four seven. I'd he's love like, to see. I'd love to see him come back at one thirty five. I don't think he can get that one for Maybe not. <laughs> Maybe not. But he might be able to do 140 or something like that. In and yeah. around the lightweight and super lightweight divisions, it just seems to be stacked with talent. I think 140 is more Mikey Garcia's weight now. But if he takes a long time to really get down there, then maybe yeah. he can get there. But I wouldn't... It would probably be... I wouldn't say dangerous, but he'll probably be weak trying to get back down to 135. Hmm. You know, maybe at disadvantage. Um, Lomachenko, I think... Um, what do you make of him? Because his style's so different, man. I love Lomachenko. I love the way he fights his style. I love the way he puts the pressure, the way he puts the combinations together, the angles. Um, he's a great finisher. Uh, he's just he's an all-around great fighter. I mean, if it wasn't for Canelo, I mean, they're they're both back-to-back. I think Lomachenko and Canelo, they have the same, you know, I, I, I love that type of fighting. Yeah. Um, Term, term, what's in the term? Termophila? What's it? Yeah, Tiafimo Lopez. Yeah. Tiafimo Lopez. Yeah, he's uh, he seems pretty good and strong and fast. And then you have uh, Javante Davis is coming. He's just come up, yeah. And that could be hard for him because he's really. I think he jumped from one twenty six. Yeah. To one. He's only a short guy as well. You know what I mean? Yeah. But he's he's thick set. He seems quite thick. You yeah, know? but I think I think Lomachenko is the best right now at that weight division mm. i think he has the most experience and he has a bigger amateur background two olympic gold medals i believe yeah man. and he's i really i really like lomachenko i think this, he's really good this is going to sound like a stupid question but would mm. you you'd fight him wouldn't you oh definitely oh definitely <laughs> definitely definitely Straight. Straight. Like, wait, i would yeah i would have definitely we would have got it on to um the thing with me i think i would have gave a lot of even the the top lightweights, a lot of problems. I was so big. I was big. I was a big lightweight, um, but I was able to fight the inside. I, like the small lightweights couldn't come in and rough yeah. me up because I was really strong. I knew how to fight the inside. Um, so I, like me and my brother Duran, we that would have been like the classic fight mm-hmm. right there. We would have been battling it out. You know? Who's the best guy you've been in with? Hmm. I don't. I don't really. Know. I mean, to be Bernie, fair, your resume is ridiculous. So yeah. this this could take a long time to yeah, answer this I question. I don't know the best. The best guy. Um, because I, I can't really say the best guy from a certain point. Yeah. Because I wasn't my. I wasn't at my best at a certain point in no. some of these fights. But technical wise and all this stuff, I couldn't. I'm not gonna. I can't really say Floyd, but Floyd was one of the top. Vernon Forrest was a hard fight to fight. Oscar De La Hoya, believe it or not, was really hard to fight at his time when he was, you know, like oh he was top. unbelievable. Late nineties, he was unbelievable. He was he was really good. And if you watch the fight with Oscar and Floyd, 
even you know what I'm saying like yeah, that was kind of when they go back you can see Oscar's yeah. letting a lot of shots on Floyd yeah yeah and I don't know you know <laughs> contentious decision to say the least I, let's I, leave it at that I, I don't know I don't know <laughs> yeah. what did you make of Canelo when you fought him I know that it was later oh, on in your career oh Canelo I when I fought him as a young He's tw- he was 21 years old, I was 40, and I was like, okay, this young kid... That's ridiculous, that you were 40 years of age fighting a 21-year-old uh, man, eh? And my son, my son was 20, so, my, <laughs> so he's like my son's age, right? And I'm fighting this kid, I'm like, there's no way this little kid, this little snot-nosed kid, <laughs> <laughs> is going to beat me, you know? <laughs> and what, impress- what, what impressed you about him? His speed, he had, he had good speed at 154. Mm-hmm. Um, speed is his, uh, his power and his ability his defense and his ability to be able to handle me uh, coming at him using a lot of veteran tricks on him I try to use those tricks and he was able to counteract the tricks I was like oh he knows I throw a little body shot or a fake body head and he'll block and I'm like oh okay he, he got that trick and so he knew a lot. He his ring generalship was really good at twenty one. At twenty one, he had he had a lot of knowledge. I think that when he fought Mayweather, he underestimated May, May, Mayweather's ability to be able to get away from him. Yeah, and I think when we was in camp, I told because he was he he had camp at my house in Big Bear. Yeah, Canelo did. Yeah, yeah. And I and I told him when he was training, I said, "Listen, you know, everybody in the world." has tried to just run at Mayweather and try to knock him out. So he's used to that. So you're not going to just come at him and and, 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 and knock him out. Mm-hmm. You got you to bounce a little bit. You got to use a little bit of finesse and move and, and do something different. You're not going to be able to just, I mean, just think about it. Everybody, Ricky Hatton and everybody, try yeah. to just, just mow over Mayweather. That's not going to work. You got to go, go a different route. And he chose to go that route where yeah, he's yeah. flat-footed and tried to, to punch him out. And I think he learned from it. So now you see... I think he's made him a better fighter, that a fight. A way better fighter. Now now he's boxing, he's moving, he's ducking, and throwing combinations. So he, he adds something to his uh, his game mm-hmm. from that fight. Yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah, that's why I think that, you know, he's pound for pound because he's actually learned, you know? For our audience that are listening to this, and you, you, you can only he- obviously hear Shane's voice, I'm... I'm in the privileged position of being able to be sat across from him. And every time he talks about a fighter, he's doing the head movement, he's throwing jabs. The fast twitch muscles are still there, man. You can still do a little bit. No, I, I mean, I can still... If you watch... I think I was 45 or 44. You watch... Uh, if you go on YouTube, you can watch me spar with Sean Porter. And he was, like, getting ready to fight. For, and right before he became the world champion again. Yeah. So I mean I'm still in there. I'm still moving around with champions at 44. Well, hang on a minute. Let's talk, let's talk, <laughs> let's talk about the Shaq fight, right? Oh, the Shaq, yeah. Because people <laughs> people have seen that on YouTube, and I yeah. know that you and Shaq are good friends. Yeah, yeah, we're good friends. Yeah, talk to yeah. me about talk to me about this fight. Well, this is Shaquille O'Neal. For people that don't know, you 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 had a little bit of a role with him last year. Yeah. So I think what what happened was the first thing happened was Shaq was supposed to fight Floyd. First, but Floyd said it had to be written in the contract that he won. If if, <laughs> if, if, if it took, it's like a, it's not a real fight, but it's like a sparring session. Yeah, it's an exhibition. You know, it's it's exhibition. kind of an exhibition. It's, yeah. it's exhibition fight. You know, it's Shaq versus Shaq's really trying to to win. You know, 
Um, this was for his reality TV show, yeah? Yeah. Sha- Shaq versus. Shaq versus. So yeah. it's Shaq versus, you know, uh, Michael Phelps, Shaq yeah. versus, you know, the yeah. Bolt, the Bolt, yeah, all of that. So, Shaq versus three-way world champion, Sugar Shane yeah. Mosley. Yeah, there you yeah. go, boom. <laughs> <laughs> so, we were, so we went out. I mean, Shaq is so big, it was hard to hit him. You will see that he gets on his knees, and he's still taller than me on his knees. As we're yeah messing around, then you clip him though, man, because I, I a couple of times I just wanted to see. I mean, he's three hundred thirty-five to three hundred fifty pounds. I'm one hundred fifty pounds. I'm like, can I actually hurt this guy or do I, like? <laughs> will he, does he really feel my shot? Because when I was hit him in the stomach, I was kind of doing a little something. It didn't seem like he felt him really. It seemed like he was just like shaking him off, shaking yeah? him off. And I'm like, I'm hitting him, and, and his stomach is. Is as tall as my forehead, yeah, so yeah. I'm like his belly buttons on your head, yeah, yeah. yeah. So his crotch is in my face, you know? <laughs> <laughs> so I'm like, you know, <laughs> well, you swing, you were swinging up and you caught him so, a couple of times on the chin, yeah. So I, so I touched him just a little bit just to see it. He, he told him after after the show, he said, Man, you know, I have much respect for fighters because he said, This little guy right here, like, I, I felt those shots, some of those shots I felt it and. And you wouldn't think, so I have a lot of respect. So he he did give me my props for having a little bit of punching power or whatever. I was I was lucky <laughs> I was lucky enough to meet him at the UFC PI last year, and he's mm. such a nice guy. Oh, he's a great guy. He's a great. You, guy. You've been friends for a long time, obviously, but with him yeah. being based in California and LA yeah. and what have you, you must have come yeah. across each other a lot. A lot, especially after the fight with Oscar, we was we was hanging out sometimes, and you know, in the club and stuff like that. Uh, from like maybe 2000, 2003, something like that. Good times, man. Good yeah. times. <laughs> you've been inducted into the International Hall of Fame. Now, yeah. you've been inducted into Hall of Fame previously, the Nevada one. I think there's a couple of others that you've been inducted into before. Well, no, Nevada's oh, was the first, and now this one's the International. This and is I, the problem. This is the big one. No disrespect to the, the Nevada one. This is as big as it gets, the International yeah, Hall of Fame. The International. This is where all the, the you know, the Shiver Robinsons and like the, from way back, you yeah, know, yeah. Carmacilio. I think that's, um, Carmen, I think Carmen Priscilla started it out there yeah. in Minnesota, New York. Yeah. When you start off as an eight year old uh-huh. and you turn up at the gym, you've laced up the gloves. Uh-huh. Could you ever imagine all the things that you've achieved would have led to this now being inducted into the Hall of Fame? No, I don't. I don't think that I was looking that far into it. Uh, my only thing was, um, seeing Sugar Ray Leonard and you know Roberto Duran, Tommy Hearns. Those are my the the guys that I watched when I was a kid in 1980, 1984, around there, Sweet Pea and all those guys. Um, but I could never imagine uh, being, like, inducted into the Hall of Fame. I mean, it it's not easy just to be to be inducted into the International Hall of Fame. Like, not not all the fighters mm-hmm. get a chance to, to get there. You have to, you have to earn it, you know. Well, look at the guys that you you've been inducted with Bernard uh, Bernard Hopkins, Bernard Hopkins, Marquez, and Marquez. Those those are great guys. Yeah, great guys. That's some company, man. Yeah, <laughs> we have a we have a great group, group of people. Um, you you remember Lucia Racker? Yeah, 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 yeah. She's gonna be inducted too as well, and um, Chrissy Martin. <laughs> That's gonna be some party. <laughs> yeah, we've talked about all the positives. Have there been? Over that period of time, what was it, 22, 23 years, something like that, as a professional? Crazy amount I of time. I started boxing professional in 1993. Wow. So, so I Retired in 27, so 24 years. 24 years. 24 years as a professional. Any negatives, anything that you look back on now that you wish would have been different? <sighs> well, I think that the only thing I could think of is, 
you know, before fights, a lot of times fighters do things outside the bo- boxing. So I got injured playing basketball. I got injured snowboarding. Maybe I shouldn't have did those little extracurriculars yeah. like that. Maybe that was, you know, that kind of breaks your body down and make you have to retire earlier. You know. Yeah, yeah. What a, obviously when you when you're a superstar, mm-hmm. so people can not take advantage, but maybe uh, you know what I mean. Yeah. They, they 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 abuse trust. Let's let, let's yeah. let's say that. And obviously the situation that you had with the Balco thing and all that type of oh, thing. Oh yeah, yeah. That oh yeah. I put yeah. I was I was trying to forget about all well, that. But, listen, <laughs> I'm, 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 I'm fully right. But, but, but you but, you're but a champion. You're right, but you're right though. So yeah, I mean when the Balco thing first. When that started out, even before that, my strengthening coach, I'm going to name his name, Daryl Hudson, he was the one that told me, so he was like, yo, let's um, l- let's go to this guy. Now I know him, Victor Conti. Victor Conti, yeah. Let's go there. And he's he's a, the guy that has all these different vitamins and stuff like that to help you out, make you better. And I, and I even told Daryl, I said, listen, I'm good. I don't, I don't need them. I'm going to beat. Oscar's fighting Oscar. I'm gonna be Oscar anyway. I'm gonna beat him again. He's he's not you know he's not um, his footwork is not as fast as mine. I told him that I'm faster. Uh, he said, "Oh no, but you know this guy works for everybody." Da, da, da. So just fly out there and fly back. So I flew out there to um, Oakland. Yeah, yeah. Took the blood test. Flew back the same day. I seen the guy only two two times in my whole entire life. I seen him that day. And at um at the deposition or whatever. Yeah. And that was it. I never seen him more after that. And it just kinda like that was such a big blow on my on my life. It's just like how did, it, how did it affect you? Mentally it affected me bad, but as far as me going there and it didn't actually it really didn't help. I didn't even Use it all the way, like, like. Yeah, I didn't even go through the whole process of because I. But didn't for like somebody to, to take advantage of you like that, you must oh, have been upset. That. You must have been upset. No, no, very upset. Yeah. It was, it was, it was, um, it was hurting. Yeah, yeah. It, it hurt me that he put me in that situation. Yeah. When I didn't have to be, then it hurt me that people started calling me. Oh, you're, you know, you're a steroid user. You're this and that. So that that hurt me tremendously. I'm like, no, I don't. I don't need steroids. I don't need none of that stuff. Yeah, yeah. That that was just something that, you know, this this guy brought me to this person, and I'm listening to him because he's my sports trainer, and you had you trust. Know, you had, had trust. trust that we're working out and doing all these different things, and then all of a sudden, you know, even after, you know, I didn't even test positive or anything, but even after when the guy got popped, I'm like. I called Daryl or Daryl's was like, well, what's going on? What's, what's going on with the with your boy? You know, what's going on? And then all of a sudden I get trapped up in all this. Yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah. And the bad part about it is the reason why they call the, the IRS or call my name because I wrote him a check. Wow. I wrote it. So if I'm doing something illegal, I'm going to give you cash. Or I, I wrote him a check. Say, okay, to, da, 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 to, to, um, was it? Yes. Balco to Balco. He has a he has a snack company. And exactly. All stuff. If you're doing something wrong, there would not be a trail. You would make sure there wouldn't be a trail. I did. I give him giving him a check. So that's how the IRS gets old. So Shane Mosley have a, he has a check, and he has a, a a calendar or whatever that they was giving me 
that the guy gave me didn't give to me. We got to get to Daryl, and Daryl was the one implementing it. Wow. It wasn't even me. I was just training, and then Daryl, okay, we need to do this. You need to do oh, okay. We're good. Everything's good. Everything was good. I thought. So and then I get caught up in that, and then now, you know, I'm this big, you know, steroid user or whatever I was back then, but I'm not. I never did. I don't like that stuff. So what advice do you now pass on to younger fighters regarding the management of your own career? Because like you say, you put trust in someone and that was so, abuse. So, so the thing, the thing now, nowadays is that, and what I was just explaining to, to my friends, that nowadays they have these sports trainers, yeah. these different sports trainers that help you to be stronger or faster or agility and all that stuff. Those things, I personally, I don't think that those help you that well. They help you good, but they don't help you a lot because they're gonna help you in doing working different muscles that yep. you're not that you're not really trained to use. It's kind of like a a CrossFit or, or a cross country runner or some kind of runner trying to get in the ring and box. He's gonna get very tired because he's not using the, the same muscles. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So I say be careful when you bring these sports trainers into your your workout because. They don't really know boxing, but they know how to do the other stuff. You know what I'm saying? And then the other stuff might get you in trouble because you're listening to them. So, yeah, this works this bicep or this tricep or this quad or whatever, you know, is going to make you stronger and it's going to make you better. Then you believe them. But, no, you have to do your sport. Do the boxing. Do the sport. Mm -hmm. You do that, you're a lot better. And if you look at the fights, if you look at the difference – the first fight with Oscar and the second fight. In the first fight, I think that I really beat him a lot better than the second. I think you were better in the first fight than you were the second fight. Then the second fight. Yeah. I was uh, I was better in the first fight than the second fight. I think, I think the second fight, you still win it, but it's closer. Yeah, it's a lot closer. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, oh, that, that fight was close. The first fight, I knew I won. It was no problem. So that's how you judge, judge yeah. that. You know, that. I started lifting weights with Daryl and doing all these different things. Instead of doing the stuff I was doing the first fight, the mm-hmm. boxing, I was just doing straight boxing in the bag, sparring and, and push-ups and set-ups and stuff like that. You're doing boxing For the first things. fight, I was yeah. doing boxing things. The second fight, I was doing all this other stuff, trying to make myself better, building up, mm-hmm. and it actually made me worse. So, you do the math. How good is that? Sugar Shane Mosley, three-weight world champion in London, in TalkSport, one of the biggest names in world boxing, being inducted into the Hall of Fame, talking to us. Hopefully you enjoyed it. From the man that nearly, so nearly, took out Mayweather. It didn't happen in the end, of course. But nearly, he rocked him in that second, there's no question about it. My business used to be weighed down by the complexities of in-person payments. Then, Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe came along and changed everything. With Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe, I streamlined my payment process effortlessly. Now I can accept in-person, contactless payments right from my iPhone. No extra hardware required. What's truly remarkable is how I can cater to all of my customers' payment preferences. Whether they're using cards, Apple Pay, or other digital wallets, Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe ensure a smooth checkout experience every time. And it's not just me. Stripe helps businesses of all sizes, from local markets to global retailers, scale quickly and stay agile. To learn how Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe can help grow your revenue and reach, 
Visit stripe.com slash tap iPhone. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Mm. 